0: Thanks, and welcome to Ask BBB.
1: A program that gives consumers information from businesses they can trust.
0: I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB, serving Western Ontario.
1: And later in today's program, we'll be joined by Ashley Castleman, Communications Manager with the BBB, to bring you information about our Better Business Bureau's Toastmasters Club and how it can help you become more confident with public speaking.
0: And through the magic of radio and technology, we'll talk to the commander of the Veterans Guard at today's Remembrance Day ceremonies taking place at London Cenotaph. Randy Warden is president of Vimy Legion Branch 145, a veteran of, uh, who has served with 2nd Battalion Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry, including a peacekeeping tour in Cyprus. And this past April, on the 100th anniversary of the First World War Battle of Vimy Ridge, Randy accompanied a Canadian contingent to the memorial in France.
1: The time we take to honor our veterans and acknowledge the sacrifice of servicemen and women always fills us with an appreciation for the good life we live in Canada. It tends to minimize the trials and tribulations of day-to-day life.
0: And of course, one of those little trials is the winter weather that we know is very close at hand.
1: So, this morning, we welcome Jeremy Hanford of Hanford Tire and Service to help us put the rubber to the snow and ice. Welcome to Ask BBB, Jeremy.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: So, first question, do we really need snow tires or will all seasons be enough?
2: Well, snow tires, I think, uh, have changed. Now, we refer to them as winter tires because winter tires, uh, it's not just about the snow, it's about the temperature And winter tires are softer than all-season tires that do grip the road
0: and become more pliable as temperatures plummet. So Mm -hmm. there's a wide range of tires out there uh, and prices as well. How do we select the right winter tire for our driving conditions?
2: Well, first of all, is dealing with a qualified uh, service shop and having them ask the right questions. What types of driving do you do? Do you do a lot of highway driving? Are your concerns uh, ice, snow? Do you live in the country? Things like that. There's all different types of winter tires out there, some that specialize more in ice, some in snow. So it's really good to ask what you're looking for to your tire professional
0: and the the amount of driving that you do in either of those situations is going to influence uh, what tire is selected then
2: correct it, it's if you're mainly a highway driver, you're not so worried about driving through snow drifts as you are about black ice conditions and slushy conditions. So in that particular case, you'd be looking more as an ice radial
1: hmm. so what are the pros and cons of having an extra set of rims for the vehicle? Are there different types? And how do you determine if this is the sort of investment that makes sense for our driving habits?
2: Well, as far as the the rims and tires and having two different sets, it obviously, the cosmetic side, it saves your summer rims from being corroded or or scarred or marked in any way that our Canadian winters uh, um, have on metal. Um, However, it's also cheaper to change your tires when they're already mounted on rims. So you're saving approximately half the cost twice a season. So if you're going to have two sets of rims, generally speaking, the rims themselves will pay for themselves in three years.
0: Now, what about the the newer vehicles that have uh, pressure sensors and that sort of thing? Do you do the whole thing? Does that uh, change the requirements when you're installing winter tires?
2: Well, since about 2002, tire pressure sensors have become more and more popular. There are different types of sensors. Some are on the valve stem or inside the tire. Others are on the hub of the vehicle. Um, yeah, ha- there's a lot of companies and as we have invested a lot of money and tools to reset these, uh, lights so they work properly in, in vehicles. But it is a nice feature to have knowing that if a tire is going down, that light's going to come on and give you a little notice to get to the side of the road.
1: So if you drive uh, to other provinces, uh, for example, Quebec, are there things we should be aware of uh, regarding winter tires and equipment? And also I've heard uh, that there are car insurance uh, discounts available. Um,
2: First on the discount side of things, yes. uh, When you have your winter tires installed, you should definitely let your insurance company know there is a discount uh, for having them. Um, Some Companies do have a certain date in which you have to have them on, so you should check with your, your uh, agent on that. But as far as driving to Quebec, if you have an Ontario plate, um, you, you would not be fined for not having snow tires. However, it is obviously, in my my opinion, a great thing to have winter tires.
0: And there are some areas where there are even greater requirements because of their conditions they eh? like studs and, and chains and so on yeah
2: through the Rockies um, there are certain points where you have to apply chains uh, chains or studs to go through any further just even the best winter tire on the market won't allow you to, to, to take that trek or that journey through the uh, through the Rockies now
0: we went over it pretty quickly at the beginning when we said do we really need snow tires and you talked about the the temperatures and the effects and so on uh if someone decides that they're going to go with all season and that implies that they're good for all seasons, do those tires go through? What are, what are the advantages or disadvantages of leaving an all-season tire on?
2: Well, we try, at Hanford Tire, we try to refer to all-season as three-season tires. And basically, we don't want to mislead people in the fact that they are a substitute for winters. Like I had said, temperature is a huge factor. An all-season tire, or three-season tires, generally lasted to ride smooth and last a longer period of time. The winter tires are softer compounds, so their life expectancy is not as long. But as temperatures start to drop all rubber will harden. So starting with a softer compound will eventually harden, but it's still going to be softer than your three-season tire. So we
0: can either go by the calendar or by the temperature as to when it's time to put that fourth-season tire on, eh? What what, what is your recommendation there?
2: We start installing snows any time after Thanksgiving, and basically when it comes to the springtime, it's – it is weather dependent but for the most part Aprils April and May are our busiest months of removing the tires.
0: And what are the temperature parameters there then?
2: Well at seven degrees is, is the temperature in which most snow tires want to be put on um, and uh, and removed. but on a day where it gets to 15 or 20 degrees the, the tarmac or the uh, the roadways are not hot enough or uh, not giving enough uh, enough heat that it's going to wear the tires exceptionally fast or anything like that.
0: Jeremy, thank you very much for these tips on winter tires, and we do know that it's just around the corner. Thank you very much for having me. Our guest has been Jeremy Hanford of Hanford Tire and Services. And when we return, in just a couple of moments, Ashley Castleman joins us to talk about conquering some of the greatest fears of your life. Welcome once more to Ask BBB.
1: I'm Linda Smith.
0: And I'm Jim Swan. And we're now joined by Ashley Castleman, Communications Manager at BBB Serving Western Ontario.
1: Speaking in public is said to be one of the greatest fears in life for everyone. While the actual statistics don't point to a high percentage, glossophobia, the fear of speaking in public, is very real to those affected.
0: The other side of fear of public speaking is the audience. I don't know if there's a term for fear of having to listen to a poor public speaker. but
1: In both cases, Toastmasters provides the answer, and it's the topic Ashley joins us to discuss this morning. Welcome, Ashley. Good morning.
0: Ashley, a while ago you were terrified of public speaking. Then you joined Toastmasters. So let's start off with what is Toastmasters?
3: Well, Toastmasters is an educational organization that operates clubs worldwide for the purpose of helping members improve their communication, public speaking, and leadership skills. Uh, Through its thousands of members, uh, Toastmasters offers a program of communication and leadership projects designed to help you uh, learn the arts of speaking, listening, thinking. Uh, So basically, we are a community club that helps others with their public speaking skills, presentation skills, leadership skills. Um, Our slogan is where the leaders are made. You personally were afraid of public speaking. How has Toastmasters helped you? That is correct. I am so afraid of public speaking, <laughs> but um, with Toastmasters, I was able to become more confident in front of speaking in front of in front of others. Uh, some people have a natural charisma with presentations. I never had that. Um, so I joined Toastmasters less than a year ago. By joining the club, I was able to start, start with small things like their table topics, which is a one to two minute uh, impromptu speech um, that we have at every meeting uh, where it's it's fun. You just have a topic you have to – you don't know until you, you're you handed to you. Then you have to give a speech for a minute on mm-hmm. it. Um so it helps you think on your feet. Um, and from there, I, I built on my skills. Um, I gave my first speech called an icebreaker. And each step of the way, it helped me build my confidence uh, to become a stronger speaker and not to be as terrified so <laughs> at giving a, a speech in front of strangers. And the practice leads to
0: um, you not being quite as terrified. What are some of the other things that somebody who was joining the club would learn
3: well, each person has a different journey uh, or reason why they're joining the club. Um, so your journey through Toastmasters varies by delivering speeches from acquiring leadership skills to mentoring others or even becoming a professional speaker eventually. Um, so you won't be alone. Um, along the way, you'll become part of a very supportive group of people in your local area who share a common goal. Um, and it's the desire to improve communication and leadership skills through practice, peer feedback, and objective evaluation. One of the most important part of Toastmasters is every part of Toastmasters gets evaluated. So the table topics, you'll get feedback on it, positive and negative. Uh, When you do speeches, you get feedback on it. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're having a role during the meeting, whether it's um, a timing role or a speech evaluator, you'll get feedback on every little part of it. And that really helps um, build your confidence. uh, So you get better each time you go about it. Are you required to give a speech right away? Not at all. Um, (laughs) Some people don't give a speech for three years. Some people are, they just jump right in and give a speech then a month after they they join. Uh, One of the things I personally liked about joining is that you learn at your own pace. You can give a speech every month and get through your um, speech manual or wait a year until you're comfortable with it. A lot of new members simply observe until they feel comfortable or they smart. (coughs) <coughs> Excuse me, Or they start with a smaller role like table topics or being timer for a meeting uh, just to dip their toes in to the table topics or something like that.
0: No, I understand that there are some really exciting new changes coming to Toastmasters. Uh, can you tell us a bit about that?
3: Yes. Um, so in t- 2017, Toastmasters International introduced the new Pathways Learning uh, Experience um, so they modernize the education program that better reflects real world communication and le- leadership scenarios so through pathways members can develop skills in many different areas such as communication leadership management strategic planning service to others public speaking pu- public speaking and more uh, so you, you have the opportunity to complete projects that range in the topic from per- persuasive uh, speaking, so if you want to become a better salesperson, uh, to motivating others, to creating podcasts, um, or if you want to work on your presentation skills uh, with PowerPoints uh, or technolo- technology, uh, there's a little bit for everybody, uh, which makes it a very um, unique. So how many different paths are there in the new pathway learning experience? Uh, well, members choose from 10 unique learning paths that focus on different skills, uh, the paths are made up by five levels of increasing complexity that encourages members to build on their knowledge and skills. Uh, each pass, path has a required and elective um, projects. Uh, you'll have to give at least one speech, uh, but there's all different projects that you have to work on before achieving the completion for the path.
0: And how can somebody go about joining?
3: Uh, We welcome all guests. Um, The best thing to do is drop into a meeting. Uh, Our next meeting is on November the 27th at 6 p.m. at St. Martin's Elementary School. It's located on Dutchess Avenue in Wortley Village. Uh, We meet in the library there. The meetings are about an hour long. Uh, By dropping by a meeting, you can see how Toastmasters work, observe uh, the meeting to see if it's right for you, uh, and hopefully you'll become a member yourself. Uh, We meet the second and fourth Monday of the month at St. Martin's.
0: Well, congratulations on your public speaking abilities, (laughs) Ashley, and thanks for joining us here on this side of the mic this morning. Thank you. You're listening to Ask BBB, and when we return, today is Remembrance Day. Ceremonies will be taking place at the Cenotaph here in London, and we'll be joined by Randy Warden, who is president of Vimy Legion Branch 145 and the commander of the Veterans Color Guard at today's ceremony. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, CEO of BBB serving Western Ontario.
1: And we are pleased to welcome Randy Warden, President of Vimy Legion Branch 145 and Executive Director of St. John Ambulance Southwestern Ontario.
0: Thank you for having me. We mentioned in the opening of Ask BBB that Randy is here through the magic of radio. As you're listening out there, uh, this is a recorded interview. He is right now commanding the Veterans Guard. Randy is a veteran, having served with the 2nd Battalion, Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry, including Peacekeeping In Cyprus, what does this command involve and what does it mean to you?
4: I think that it's more so that uh, it's an opportunity annually to stand with those that have also served. Uh, Remembrance uh, Day is an important uh, part of continuing to serve to make sure that the message gets out for our younger Canadians. And uh, I, I think standing in front of the guard is not nearly as important as being part of that Guard. You know, I'll be standing there with World War II veterans, uh, veterans of the uh, Korean War, and Afghanistan veterans and peacekeepers. There's uh, there's a lot of uh, service to our country that I'll be standing amongst.
1: You are president of the Vimy Legion Branch 145. I understand that this Legion branch is very dedicated to Vimy in both name and function.
4: Our, uh, our origins are quite uh, interesting in that... Um, our founding members of the Vimy Branch of the Legion were all veterans of the uh, Battle of Vimy Ridge. And uh, so when the veteran groups were starting to form uh, following the uh, the First World War or the Great War as it was known then, uh, there was an opportunity to form a branch that uh, that continued to try to make sure that the message of what uh, the significance about of the Battle of Vimy Ridge was – and we, to this day, still try to make sure that the the importance of this uh, battle is known to our younger Canadians.
0: And what is uh, unique about Branch 145 in terms of its meetings and so on?
4: Well, uh, there are, there is a number of things that are quite unique to our branch. Um, when I talk to friends and they say, you're a member of the Legion, which branch? And I say, I, uh, I'm with the Vimy branch. And they go um, – I don't recall your clubhouse. Uh, There are only two uh, legion branches in Canada that were given uh, special permission to not ever have a clubhouse. And the Vimy branch is one of those. Uh, Our branch meets twice a year only. It's actually in in our founding documents that we will meet twice a year. We meet on the Friday immediately before the anniversary of Vimy Ridge, and we meet on the Friday immediately before the anniversary of the Armistice, Remembrance Day.
0: So you met last night then? Yes, we did. I know in the short time that we have this morning, Randy, you can't tell the full story of your part in the trip to France and the ceremonies at the Vimy Memorial to Canadians. But you can share the significance of that event this past April and how it related to the ceremonies that you're part of this morning at the London Cenotaph.
4: The uh, trip we took to to Vimy, uh, to the battlefields of uh, Belgium and France – left a, a, a lasting impression with me. Uh, I had been there before I was an army brat. I spent three years uh, the son of a soldier in Europe, and of course mom and dad dragged us off everywhere. And uh, But this time I looked at it through older eyes and, and found that uh, you can't help but to to imagine what our soldiers went through uh, during the day. I found that when we went to the cemeteries, Tyne uh for example, I wasn't just looking at stones, I was captivated by the number of stones that were marked unknown soldier. You you look at things very differently. We went to uh, Gate in Ypres. 55,000 names scatter the walls of unknown soldiers, people that are are without graves, that are just they, – they never found the remains. And uh, And I found myself this time looking at the walls at how many of them were there under a different name because they were underage at the time. These were kids, and these were kids that were fighting this great war.
1: Randy, you're the executive director of St. John Ambulance. I suspect it's not a mere coincidence that there is a very special display at the location on King Street that is connected to the Battle of Vimy Ridge.
4: Well, first of all, uh, St. John Ambulance participated in the war. We sent over uh, volunteers as stretcher bearers and drive ambulances, and, uh, and and people need to remember that the war affected us all, not just soldiers, but the support behind it, the nurses and all, all the different people. So St. John was there, and inside uh, St. John house is uh, a commemorative certificate showing all of those that were there during the Great War. Uh, here in London, we have a special group that uh, has captured all the images of the tunnel underneath uh, Vimy Ridge, uh, Maison Blanc Souterrain. And um, and when I learned of this, um, of this exhibit, uh, we were given an opportunity to present it at St. John House, and that exhibit has been extended and will be there through April of next year. So uh, I encourage you to stop by and have a look at it.
0: And that's a very unique London connection as well to that whole exhibit.
4: It is. Uh, Canadime is uh, is a London group. The executive director is right here from London and a member of the Vimy branch.
0: Randy, right now, this morning, you are on the ground near the Cenotaph, uh, so we kind of have our, our heads in two places at once. What time do things start, and uh, what can we expect at the Cenotaph?
4: Be early. The uh, The ceremony is at 11 o'clock is when when things fall silent, but uh, we will form up over in front of the uh, Delta Armories around 10.30 and March over, and we'll be in place ready for uh, the ceremony just prior to 11.
0: Well, it is just prior to 11 as this airs, so uh, it's taking place now. Randy, thanks for being with us this morning and sharing some of your insights into the significance of Remembrance Day. Our guest has been Randy Warden, president of the Vimy Legion Branch 145 and the executive director of St. John Ambulance Southwestern Ontario. And Randy is the commander of the Veterans Guard for Remembrance Day ceremonies at the Cenotaph in London. Thanks again, Randy. Thank you. And that's Ask BBB for this time around.
1: Remember, you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. And next week, we will be announcing the winners of the Better Business Bureau Business Integrity Awards. If
0: you're interested in becoming a BBB accredited business, call us or go online to bbb.org forward slash western dash Ontario and become part of one of the largest business networks in North America. So that's it for this time. I'm Jim Swan.
1: And I'm Linda Smith.
0: Remember, ask BBB
1: and start with trust.